Welcome to Only Today, a Gathering Mana podcast, where Catholic moms can find practical tips, advice, and help that will equip them to live more joyfully in their vocations as mothers and wives. This series is called Pray With Me. Here we will explore what it means to dwell moment by moment with God and keep our hearts near Him amidst the busy work of motherhood. Together we're going to learn how to apply contemplative spirituality to the everyday moments of ordinary life. Let's listen in. I am so thrilled to be able to be with you in this format and to talk about how we can actually make prayer a daily reality in our crazy and chaotic lives as mothers. I don't know about you, but I struggled so much when my first child was born with the lack of alone time and just time to linger with God over scripture. I felt starved, I felt hungry, and I felt desperate, and it was kind of out of that desperation that um, some of the darkest times of my anxiety and isolation happened. And at that point, at the deepest time in that, I cried out to God to help me and, and to save me from the despair that I could feel encroaching and to teach me how He wanted me to do this. See, I knew that the intense irritability that I felt and the constant tension and worry and just general unhappiness were not his will for me. I also had no idea how to even get out of that slump. And at that darkest point of my marriage and really my faith journey, I just, I begged him to send me a teacher and a mentor. And in my heart, I felt these words, I will. And shortly after that, I started to come across a lot of materials about St. Therese, and then it became more frequent and more insistent, and so I really started to listen. He sent me St. Therese, and he sent me his mother in a brand new and a deeper way. You see, I had asked him, and I begged him to show me a real way to mother that would honor him and would heal my broken heart. And slowly, over the last four years, he has done exactly that and more. And I want to share with other moms how they too can be with God in prayer moment by moment every day amidst all the noise, all the constant needing, and the endless list of things to do. Just by doing some simple things to really bring God into and sort of practice His presence, you and I can keep that channel of grace open in our hearts so that we can be an endless bucket into which He can pour graces And maybe, more important, through us, He can give those graces to our families. You know, we all have those kind of touch point moments in our life where we heard the Lord speak to us or we perceived that He was speaking to us in a way that was just very tangible in whatever that looked like. And I'm kind of talking about those moments where you felt God truly directing you in some fashion and you knew it was Him. One of my favorite of those moments happened while I was reading a book about Mother Teresa and the way that she dealt with interruptions in her life, particularly relating to when she was praying. The author says that in one particular instance, there was a photographer that needed to take some pictures, but Mother Teresa was in the chapel. She was deep in prayer, and he was worried that he would disturb her. So he waited and he waited, and then he finally took off his shoes and kind of knelt down beside her reverently at the urging of one of her sisters. She opened her eyes and she smiled sweetly at him, and then they kind of conducted their business. And when it was finished, she turned back to the crucifix and was once again lost in silence and prayer. 
And what's so important about this, the author says, is that um, Mother Teresa in that moment was coming back to the cross as if he had never even been there. She didn't really see him as an interruption, but she saw him as Jesus himself. And so she went, as the author says, seamlessly from Jesus in prayer to Jesus in the man, filling his need and then back to Jesus again without irritation and without frustration. In fact, this was how she handled pretty much everything. So she's quietly lost in him while being fully present to him and other people, attending to their needs and doing the work that he had called her to do. She kept that channel open to his grace by staying with him always. And when I read this story, guys, my heart just skipped a beat because I realized that this was kind of the kind of motherhood that was my destiny that God was calling me to. And to find and teach other moms how to go from Jesus in prayer, moment by moment, to Jesus in our family and friends with less irritation and frustration. And it was in that moment of recognition that I almost heard these exact words in my heart. And I scribbled them down in my journal really fast. And I'm going to share them with you. So this is what I wrote down in my journal as I was kind of meditating on what I had read uh, with that story with Mother Teresa. And it says, Just as my son pours out his graces upon you through my love and mediation, so also do I long to pour out vital and necessary graces that your family needs through you. But in order to do that, I need you to keep the channel clear through prayer and guarding your inner peace so that you can hear my son's small voice whispering his wisdom to you about what your children and your husband need and also about what you need. So in the last four years, I have been on this journey to a more joyful motherhood through building this moment by moment connection with Jesus and it has been so wonderful. I am greatly aided by the teachings of St. Therese and her little way and all the Carmelite saints especially who are the doctors and the experts that teach us to pray. All these incredible saints teach us how to be joyful and less anxious. For me, however, Our Lady of Mount Carmel has a very special place. I mean, after all, she appeared at Fatima insisting that we pray. She's the only apparition where she appears with Jesus as a child, as an infant, and there she is saving the world with a baby on her hip, just like you and me. We are all participating in his great and beautiful work of redemption. And we're doing this with our children around our feet, with babies on our hips, pulling on our skirts and interrupting us every minute of every day. Our Lady invites us to learn from her and from her beautiful saints how to live more freely amidst these stringent demands. Please never forget, motherhood is holy, motherhood is graced, motherhood can be joyful even in the middle of being difficult. Motherhood is a mission and it is my mission to share what I know and what I have learned with you so that you and I can learn to practice his presence while we are attending to our many other duties. I have some really tried and true tips and tricks for how to stay in a frame of quiet and joy through communing with God throughout the day and amidst and among the throng of all the needs we encounter as mothers every day. 
So today we're going to talk about four little points, four little tips that are going to help us enter in to God's presence in our normal days, daily activities, just the things that we're doing throughout the day. The first thing we need to do when we're talking about learning how to prayer or learning how to pray in the midst of our activities is we need to kind of let go of this idea of how prayer should be, how long we should pray, how many decades we should say if we're doing vocal prayer, how long we should spend reading our Bible or how long we should, you know, we, one of the things that keeps us from praying, honestly, mama, is that we have this unrealistic expectation of what we should be doing. And that's what we need to let go of. You know, um, there's a new and a fresh way that, of praying the rosary that I talked about in one of my posts. And um, it has been really cool for me to be able to pray the rosary in a different way, just one decade at a time, and talking about asking the Lord for the virtues that I need for that day. But this is just an example of one of the ways that we can change how we view the rosary or how we view a good rosary said, you know, John Paul II said that one decade of the rosary prayed prayerfully, meditating on the mysteries of the gospel and the mysteries of Christ's life is far more effective than just a rote recitation of all of the Hail Marys. So once we kind of let go of this idea that prayer has to look a certain way, we can begin to approach prayer from a natural standpoint. Simply put, prayer is simply returning to God throughout your day, within the natural rhythms of your day. I take a lot of inspiration from Brother Lawrence on this. One of the things that he did was he taught us about this concept of an inner adoration chapel. So you and I are a living and breathing adoration chapel, especially because of the Eucharist. Christ in all his fullness dwells in you and in me. We are the dwelling place, Christ, the one whom we worship, love, and venerate at Mass. So when we can approach our own, th that aspect of ourselves as a temple, we can learn to return to Him over and over throughout the day. So my first point being we need to kind of let go of this natural or this, this pre previous concept of what prayer should look like and try to adapt it more to a moment-by-moment concept. And the second point here that I'm mentioning is attaching prayer to the natural rhythms of your day and your activities by returning, by making a conscious effort to return back to that adoration chapel inside of you. So a lot of this might have to do with just routines within your day. Even if you don't have a set routine, there are things that you can do each day at around the same time. Um, the Liturgy of the Hours is a great way to do this. There are six different hours throughout the day that you can return to pray the scriptures. That may be too involved at first, but we can take our cues from it and sort of maybe set some alarms on our phone that would draw us back to prayer, maybe three times a day, maybe morning, evening, and night, maybe morning, noon, and evening. Those prayers are typically said, you know, around 6, 9, 12, 3, 6, and 9, and I do set my alarm for those, but even if I can't do the actual liturgical prayers, I just take a moment when I hear that alarm to offer that first minute or that few minutes to the Lord when I hear that alarm chime. You don't have to do them all. Maybe you try a couple and see how it works. We can talk more about this, and we will talk more about this in my course, Crafting a Liturgical Life. We're also going to do a podcast series on it later and bring in some people that are experts on this. But for now, I want us to kind of just simply draw inspiration from the concept of 
ordering our day around prayer and maybe setting just a few alarms. Maybe you pray at breakfast. Maybe you kind of return to God sort of midday around 10, maybe at 12. And you have those alarms set there to remind you to do that, to just take that couple minutes to come back to him. I have to be honest, it doesn't matter how much time I get to pray in the morning. By 10 o'clock, if my kids are home, I'm needing a boost because they just take a lot out of you. And so 10 o'clock seems to be a sort of witching hour for me where I need to just kind of still my heart and return back to the Lord. Catholic sisters, this practice is steeped in our spiritual DNA all the way back to the beginnings of Judaism. This constant return to God in prayer is something that the Desert Fathers did over and over again, and it is a powerful way for us to stay connected with God. Another way that we can stay connected with God throughout the day is through what I call breathing prayers, and the church sometimes calls them aspirations, and they're just quick little prayers said with the rhythm of the breath that sort of bring us back to who we want to be and remind us of our mission. These are super helpful for me when I'm angry, when, I'm, when I can feel myself getting angry and when we're about to cross over into a situation where mommy is going to display some, some grump. So these prayers, these really quick, short prayers, you can find lists of them online. You can find them in your prayer books. They're kind of everywhere. But these are also kind of um, an ancient practice. One of them is the Jesus prayer. The other ones um, that I really love are, some of the ones that I find myself saying a lot are, um, Holy Mother, lend me your heart, or even this for you, Jesus. Another one that I say a lot is, um, help me to return to you, Father. Help me to reflect you to them, Lord. Things like that, they're just these, these moment-by-moment prayers, and there's just a wealth of them in our tradition that you can find. And you can find the ones that really work for you or that you love or that you're drawn to. These are so helpful in times of just, you know, where you're starting to ramp up and you just really need to kind of calm down. So that's our third point, breathing prayers or aspirations. Our fourth way, and this is kind of my favorite way to really stay connected with God, is to have these physical touch points with him throughout the day. And I'm going to explain what that meant. Mother Teresa always had a rosary in her hand or really close and where you could see it visually. And someone once asked her, why is it that you always carry that? She would shake hands with the rosary. She would even carry it when she would be doing physical work um, with the sick in India. And someone asked her, um, why do you do that? And her answer was that that was how she prayed the work. And she said, when I hold the rosary, I imagine that I'm holding my mother's hand. And that's just one inspiration for us. Um, There are some more practical ways that you and I could even incorporate that, maybe wearing a rosary bracelet or a medal. But not just wearing those things. Um, Make an effort to touch those things in times of stress. We have a very bodily faith. We, We consume the Eucharist. We eat. We drink. We kneel. We raise our hands in prayer. We have the use of incense. You know, all of these things are very physical very bodily in the sacraments. And all throughout scripture and tradition, God is calling his people to physical representations of spiritual realities because he knows that that is what we need as humans. And we can incorporate this kind of spirit, the spirit of the sacraments into our everyday lives, this physical aspect. Um, Some some ideas for doing this by creating some physical touch points would be um, if you have crucifixes throughout your house, and I hope that you have one You know, in every room, we try to have one in every room or as close as we can. And you could even do something as small as stopping when you pass the crucifix in whatever room you're entering and just genuflecting or making the sign of the cross. Kiss the crucifix when you enter a room. 
Try to take that just that first moment to just be with Jesus, to, to gaze at him for even just a couple seconds to just reorient yourself. Um, stopping and looking at him in an image that you have or just maybe an image of the Holy Family, whichever moves your heart. The idea, and this is what St. Teresa of Avila told us, do what moves you to love. If, if there's an image that just strikes at your heart and brings you back to your center, find that, use it, display it, and come back to it. One of the things that I really love to do, and it's very much helped me um, to kind of gain a little bit of control over moods and frustration, is I go to the crucifix in our living room, and I will just touch the feet of Christ when I'm struggling, or I'll touch the hands of Christ, and remember that He also struggled with physical things and with His duties, and that I too can gain strength through prayer with Him, um, through the Holy Spirit, and just to kind of be in solidarity with Him. Touch His physical body on the crucifix. Things like this, these physical touch points where you genuflect, you touch the crucifix, you touch your rosary, you touch your medals, you, um, well, sometimes during the, when I pray the rosary, I really like to touch it to my heart, the crucifix, or to my forehead. If I'm reading scriptures, I'll often touch the scriptures to my forehead as I read. For me, this is just my personality. These things really help me to enter into that time. And this is a really possibly great way for you as well to try and sort of enter in to that kind of thing. Just these little tiny moments can elevate the ordinary moments in our day. Even chores can become a prayer. Sometimes when I'm cleaning a toilet and it's particularly gross, I will just call to mind Mother Teresa who, whenever she would enter a new place, sometimes she would disappear and people wouldn't know where she was. And soon her companions would learn to say, well, you should probably go check the bathrooms because she's probably scrubbing a toilet. This kind of humility and gratitude that this great saint had, where she would just disappear to go and clean the random toilet of a random stranger, is just a way that I can remind myself as I'm cleaning a toilet um, or folding the laundry of kids, and I've talked about this before, or cooking. I just call to mind Mother Teresa's example. And I pray for the people that use that toilet or who those clothes belong to. And it becomes this ordinary and also kind of gross, you know, chore that we have to do as moms. It becomes something beautiful for God, just like she said. These types of physical moments can really elevate and help us to return back to God in our hearts. Another point that I really want to hammer, and I kind of covered this already, but Prayer is not something that you need to get good at. It's not something to do. It's not on your checklist. Prayer is returning to God over and over again. It's not getting stronger. It's becoming more dependent on Him. It's becoming more frequent in our approaching Him. It's not about being good at it so we don't have to pray as much. These are all completely not what prayer is supposed to be. And, and, and what, what it is supposed to be is a recollection to the heart of God. We can use our imaginations to do this. Brother Lawrence, St. Faustina, and St. Therese use vivid language to describe their hearts as that sort of inner adoration chapel. We can use our God-given imaginations to create that. You could even sort of imagine building it and what, what sort of images would be in your chapel. You know, what, what would the monstrance look like? Things like that. If you're, if you're a creative person, this type of activity will really appeal to you. Um, and it, it, it'll, it can be something that you can return to in your mind over and over again. You know, according to scripture, the Lord Jesus has given us everything needed for life and godliness in himself. 
in his Holy Spirit and in his indwelling body and blood. One of my absolute favorite quotes from St. Faustina, and it's hard to choose because I just love a lot of what she says, but my absolute favorite, she says, you know, I don't envy the seraphim and the angels, their closeness to God. They may have that, but his blood mingles with mine. Let me just say that again. I want that to sink in with you. They may have that proximity, but his blood mingles with ours through the gift of the Eucharist. So what I did is I built this inner chamber in my heart and I placed Jesus there and it is with him in my mind that I try to stay. And I return to him when I have left him through irritation or frustration. I recollect myself to him when I'm frustrated. This is a way that you can use your imagination to stay close to Christ too. So these are just a couple of ways. So again, let's just sort of review what we've talked about so far. And so we can sort of wrap up a little bit the first thing we're going to do is we're going to let go of these ideas of prayer that we had, that it has to be a certain way, that it has to be this long, that we have to complete this or do that. And we're going to focus, since we are so busy right now, on returning to God moment by moment throughout the day. And we're going to do this through attaching prayer to our natural rhythms. Maybe we know that we eat breakfast at a certain time every day, so we say our prayers then. Um, maybe we know that we're going to have to take a kid to school, so that commute becomes a time where we offer our hearts to the Lord. Just normal, everyday routines can become this intentionally spiritual aspect of our lives. If only we do just a little bit of mental prep work. I can't stress how great it is to be able to set alarms. Modern technology can be put to use for spiritual growth. And, and that's very helpful for calling us back, sort of like the monastery bell calls the monks to pray. We can use our alarms to call us to pray. Again, we're going to work on things when we are in the moment and irritated. Our third point was we're going to use breathing prayers, short aspirations and prayers. And I will give you a list of these um, underneath this podcast in the comments some ways that you, where you can find some of these and sort of adapt some of these to your life. Our fourth point is physical touch points throughout the day. We are looking for ways that we can touch the Lord Jesus or touch scripture or create a sort of bodily connection to God because we do live as mothers in a very bodily daily atmosphere. There is snot and diapers and we are making food for people and cleaning food up and we're filling out forms and everything that we're doing with this this bodily mission that we have can be incorporated into our faith and into building our faith. So our fourth point is physical touch points throughout the day. Our fifth point again is to reiterate using our imagination, like Brother Lawrence said, to build this inner chapel in our hearts and to return there time and time again. One of the things that the enemy will do for you, or will do to you, is try to discourage you. Well, I've blown it, and that's just it for today. And if you're anything like me, you are prone to discouragement. But as you begin to practice this, you're going to realize that you are going to have to stop yourself a lot throughout the day and return. A lot. But it's something that does become more automatic. Let me speak that hope to you. It does start to get easier. It does become a habit as we, as we work on this in our lives. As we do this, we must guard against all forms of discouragement. It doesn't matter how many times you've become irritated, exasperated, lost your peace, blown it, screamed at your kids. What matters is that you return afterwards quickly to Him in your heart and begin again. It is so critical that we internalize that last bit of it. Begin again. I'm going to say something very powerful that comes from the words of Mother Teresa to her nuns. 
you must avoid discouragement like you avoid sin. Run from it. Do not listen to it. Get up. Start over. Begin again, as St. Teresa of Avila tells us. See, the saints remind us over and over again that the difference between an ordinary person and a saint is that they embrace the humility it takes to get up and try again. Maybe you need to apologize. It's pride that keeps us from trying again, and we need to call it what it is. It's pride that keeps us from believing that we can do anything without his constant support. We are not meant to. This one practice of learning to get quickly up and begin again is enough to do massive good and progress in our spiritual lives. And that's another point that I really want to drive home. Again, the goal of prayer is not to become strong. It is to become empty so that he can fill us, raise us, change us, and overcome us with his love. Even God can't fill what is already full, says St. John of the Cross. So as we reflect on these beautiful teachings of these saints and we learn to try to apply them to um, a sort of daily practice of the presence of God, I hope that you'll continue to tune in. If you're not familiar with our Facebook page, it's www.facebook.com backslash gathering manna for moms. We will have a website soon, www.gatheringmana.com. And in the meantime, while we're waiting for that website to come up, you're going to be able to hear more podcasts. Our Facebook page hosts quite a bit of written content for you. We have e-courses, and we're working on some live Bible studies. We're trying to bring as many resources as we can to you in this um, journey towards a more joyful vocation of motherhood. God bless you all. And please know, my prayer is for you to find joy today in the little things. And until we meet again, seek Him moment by moment because he is always seeking you.